You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. Hello, Ken. How are you? Wendy, I'm awesome. How you doing? <laughs> I am good. I am good. Today, we are going to have an incredible discussion, I think, when we talk about how you really don't have to take a day off, even though you should take a day off. So how can you take a day off and rest your body, but not really take a day off? So that's what we're going to be covering today is making the most of your days off and talking about things that you can do, especially if you are like myself, who really has this, like loves a routine. I like a schedule. And when I don't have mm-hmm. things scheduled out, then it just doesn't get done. It just messes with my mojo, you know? <laughs> nope. So, so if I'm understanding you right, Wendy, uh, what you're saying is that Every day is an on day if we're not really taking off days. Mm, yes, yeah, but how kinda. can that be? Because we definitely need to rest our body. We need to rest our mind, rest our soul, you know, find some some uh-huh. time to like kind of down regulate our life a little bit and find that relaxation. However, I think personally for myself, when I, you know, schedule a workout, let's say on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, if I schedule, quote, my off days and actually put it in there as this is my recovery off day or my active off day, then I can actually schedule something out to do and it's still in my calendar. So therefore it gets done. And I think um, I just kind of started this and and I've seen a lot of um, I feel a lot better. I don't know. Well, Who knew? It, it, it does. <laughs> it does take some time, but. Uh, overall, when we're talking about working out, like you said, a lot of people, you know, if you're if you're a three day a week person, usually the schedule is going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and your quote unquote off days can be like Tuesday, Thursday, and then the weekend, depending on how you manage your your time and your schedule. But it also depends on how you're looking at fitness, how you're looking at wellness, and that just doesn't have to be, um, you know, a a box that you check off. Um, you know, when you walk through the doors of the gym or your health club, right? It's, it's anything that you do to make yourself better, right? So we work out so we can impose stress on our bodies. But in the end, what you have happen is that with that stress, your body says, hey, that's a lot for me to go through right now. So, you know, what? for me to encounter that physical stress, whether it was running on the treadmill, uh, doing your bench, your squat and all that stuff, your, your body says, I have to be in a better position to encounter this amount of workload the next time. So you break down so that you can build back stronger. Right. And, you know, of course, in this country, uh, we, we oftentimes get away with the the thought process of, of um, more is better, but we know that that is the opposite of the actual situation like more is just more and more stress just can lead to overstress or distress and a lot of times that can lead to your your for one you're going to plateau you're not going to see the results that you're you're trying to work for but if anything it puts you in harm's way by increasing the likelihood that you can get hurt or injured because of fatigue um overall uh overstress on the soft tissues and things like that so we have to look at, okay, well, what are we doing overall on a seven-day calendar or a monthly calendar or however you look at your workout routine to 
actually look at the betterment of our physicality as well as mental and emotional and spiritual and all that, all that good stuff that goes along with it. But from the physical standpoint, as we manage putting stress into our body through working out, um, we also want to manage how we take stress out of the body or what our friends uh, Derek Price might say is working in. So how do we take stress <laughs> out of the body when we do such a good job of putting stress into the body. Oh, I, when I think of working in, it's like, Hey, can I work in with you? Because you're on some piece that's that right. I really want to use right now. So I guess that's another way of looking at working in. And those yeah. of you guys that are joining myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller today here on random fit, we're talking about how you can make the most out of your days off. And I think it's important because like you said, you know, we, we talk so much about, you know, proper, you know, uh, warm up and different types of dynamic stretching that you can do. And then going in, actually working out and changing up your wor workout routines based on how you move, how you feel. And we're increasing, you know, strength and performance long term, as well as, you know, feeling pretty good in your activities of daily living. It's just, you know, again, regimen and routine and rituals, that's super important for a lot of different people. A lot of my clients, especially my athletes, they really have to do something in their mind every single day, or they would be the people that go and, you know, they're doing their SAQ and they're running and they're sprinting and track days on their quote days off. And then they come yep. and they want to lift heavy and they need to do this because they're getting ready to start the season and they have to be able to you know, in basketball, box people out or jump higher or have the endurance to last so many minutes in in the game. While all that's important to your point, Ken, if we don't really embrace, you know, the stretching aspect and what we call recovery sessions, then we will end up having all of those issues that you just mentioned. Plus, we we start building dysfunction. And that's kind of hard uh -huh. for people to understand because we're like, no, work out, work out. And you're not going to have that. And if you do these different things, then this won't happen. But in all reality, you need a break. And so when we're like thinking about what a recovery session is, think of it as active or passive. And we'll kind of go through the differences of those. But what we need to do to recover. So therefore, when we get those clients or yourself back into the gym, you're going to be able to maximize that workout because you need to kind of bring it down a little bit and kind of realign the tissues that you just beat up on the day before or two days before or whatever. Plus, when you wake up in the morning, if you're super sore, sometimes going and adding even more weight and stuff is not mm -hmm. the best thing for you. Your body is telling you something. Right. And I think, you know, to get back into that, um, you know, examples you bring, bring up is that somebody might have a weight room day. Somebody might have a practice, like an on-court practice, where maybe they're doing a bunch of uh, practicing a bunch of jump shots or they're practicing their defense. And, and that might require them to jump and land, jump and land and jump and land. Right. And then they might have a conditioning session. So their legs are just getting beat up over and over and over and over again, day after day after day. And, you know, and a lot of times what you'll see uh, with a lot of these athletes, they're going to do the same. They're going to do the same recovery routine. Right. It might be, you know, they just do an ice bath after an intense workout bout, but then that'll be it. So when it comes to the recovery part of it all, it's just about, okay, what are our true options nowadays, especially when we look at research and science? And, and we've done an episode on recovery, um, you know, on different components, like we've done Normatec, right? We've talked about percussion and vibration through the use of, of, of great products, like through Hyperice, right? So when we're talking about 
recovery and regeneration and making sure one, you can recover over a bout or a couple bouts of, of training. And then, you know, the other way to look at it is how can I prepare for my next bout of training? So if I know that I've got a heavy workout day tomorrow and I know that I've got a heavy conditioning day the day after that, I want to make sure that I get my rest now and I get my, my muscles as pliable and as toned in and as flush as I can. Um, so from that vantage point, you know, what can I do to get through a training period? And then how can I better prepare for the next training period overall? Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing when, when I start talking to my clients about, you know, breaking down, I'm like, listen, we need to give you some, you know, recovery days. And again, I'm a huge, huge um, advocate for the recovery boots. And like you mentioned, the, the percussion devices, but as soon as you say, let's talk about active recovery, it is so amazing how they perk up because they hear the word active. And so when we talk about active recovery, we're really talking about that you're actively performing and still moving in order to get your body to relax and to kind of get yourself prepared for the next day. So sometimes like if you wake up in the morning and your quads are super sore, then doing some of the like mimicking some of those patterns that you did that got you sore in the gym can actually make you feel better. And so you can go through and not saying lift heavy or whatever, but let's say you did like legs really, really heavy. Um, and you woke up in your quads, like I said, you know, they're sore. So then what you could do is you could just kind of actively go through some dynamic stretching, you know, go through some walking lunges, go through and, and kind of pause, do things slow and controlled. Um, like you mentioned, you know, do a hypervolt session on yourself, you know, try to get those tissues and you're down regulating overactivity. You're kind of flushing through the system to get the things that are, you know, kind of toxic in there out. So therefore you're getting better blood flow and reoxygenating re the tissue. And then you can do things like, you know, go and have fun outside with your, your kids. If you want, you know, go for a swim, go for a hike, you know, do the things like I need to do, like go out and garden. Gosh knows I need to do that or just hire it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of things can really impact you. Plus you're moving, you're still burning calories, especially if you have weight loss, weight loss goals. There's so many benefits to things like that. And I think we take active recovery for granted. Yeah. So I think I think we we do need to kind of back up a little bit and look at some of our recovery options, right? So you mentioned a lot of good ones. One, um, gardening, um, swimming, things like that. You know, things where you're just outside, you're active, you're moving, you're not, you know, when we look at the traditional, uh, you know, definition of recovery or an off day where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and chill out. And, you know, usually that winds up being, you know, you're sitting on the couch watching TV or something like that. But, you know, although there is benefit to that from a mental unloading standpoint, um, you know, we need to look at recovery from a couple couple different vantage points, one active and another one being passive. So, Wendy, you brought up a lot of active ones where you're you're out and about, you're moving, you know, you're, you're getting exposure to sun and some of those examples that you brought up. Um, but there's also the passive side, like I mentioned, you know, watching TV. Um, just mentally kind of just relaxing from, from one passive standpoint, but also passive standpoint is, you know, Wendy, when, when was the last time you got a full body massage? <laughs> well, let's just say I've got a lot of um, gift certificates, which are phenomenal. Yeah. It's just taking the time to use them. So yeah, do I love yeah. them? Yes. 
Yeah. And, you know, do I need them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do I take advantage of it because I, quote, can't find the time? Maybe that's what I need to put in my schedule is that's my yeah. off day. Exactly. And what you just what you just shared there, Wendy, that's what a lot of people, a lot of busy people wind up doing. They have, you know, they bank up all of these opportunities to get like something like a full body massage. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, when it comes, you know, Valentine's Day or anniversaries, one of the things I, I'm guilty of is I write a little gift certificate to my wife and say, hey, good for a free massage. Um, but there's even though it's like I have a massage table here at the house, is it one of those things that she ever cashes in on? No, she's too busy or I'm too busy or, you know, she wants to cash it in at like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, I'm ready for bed. Um, so these <laughs> these opportunities don't you know they don't get taken up on but you know something like a full body massage is is it does need to be scheduled is my point right wow you, um, need, well, you need you need to put it on the calendar just like you would a workout and that's 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 what i was taught that's what i was trying to get to it's like as far as your workout schedule you need to plan your workouts and your work in so when we talk about getting that massage wendy you get you need to look at all your certificates whatever hasn't expired I know, right? right? Take that and then, you know, put that on your calendar. Like, I need a boom here next Monday because I'm going to start off my day. That, well, first of all, those of you guys that are just joining, Ken Miller and I, we're talking about making the most of our days off um, here on Random Fit today. And we're not talking about just massages. However, I find that fascinating that you actually write something to your wife and say, Hey, I want to give you a full body massage. Like I am a licensed massage therapist. So is my husband and neither one of us are saying, let me give it say. to you. It's more of like here, refer out and go see this person because yeah. they can work with you because neither one of us want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know what? Cause it I'm winds a terrible up being... wife. That's what you're telling no, me right now. You know like, what? In, no. in real life, in real life though, what it winds up being is like, cause you're not going to tell your massage therapist like, Hey, that's a little too, you know, you know, can you go a little bit more to the right? It's, uh, you know, because that's what our sessions wind up being. It's like, Hey, is this how you treat your other clients? It's like, yeah, no, that's too deep. That hurts. What yeah, are you doing? Exactly. Like, I don't do it that way. Massage... Try it my way. No. Yeah. You're not going to tell nope. your massage therapist that, but you will tell your spouse <laughs> when you're not doing it right. You'll let them know. And that's where it's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. Yeah. You know uh, what? Let me tear that gift card up and you're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend good money for someone else to make you feel better. Um, um, so, But going back on track to your point, when you're talking about passive, it's like you're not really doing anything besides trying to relax. And you're actually doing letting other things or people help you, you know, kind of restore your tissues. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I am a huge, huge fan of massages. I love them. I believe in them. You know, I see all the benefits of them because again, if I'm super overactive in certain areas, they can help do different types of stretching. They can do some manual therapy work and really help realign that those tissues to better, you know, give me better range of motion in my joints. Right. However, there's other things. Cause like you said, you know, we've talked about, you know, um, the Normatec boots and literally you're putting on, you know, boots or, you know, any kind of boots that actually kind of blow up. And again, we did a full podcast on just the different types of recovery boots, but they, they blow up cell by cell and they constrict your muscles. And then it lets it out cell by cell to kind of help increase blood flow and lymphatic, 
you know, um, flow through your body. So therefore you're kind of flushing through and you're able to recover faster, especially if you are, you know, training at a very high level, doing endurance type um, activities Mm -hmm. that is super beneficial and you can still multitask while you're in your boots. Yep. Um, and there's been many a times I've had the laptop me too <laughs> on my boots. I'm doing they my go thing. Up and they go down. And, and they then go the up. next thing you know, 30 <laughs> minutes later, I wake up and I'm like, man, I got nothing done. Um, but I think one of the things you're, you're touching upon, Wendy, is like, let's just say if I if I had a if I had a great, you know, training session on the road, right? I did two mile run and then I, you know, do my cool down and then I get in my my Norma Tech boots the next day. One of the things you want to consider with recovery is, you know, if you if you have more than a few options or you understand the purpose or the benefit of the form of recovery that you're taking part in, whether it's passive or active, um, one of the things you want to consider is does it match the stress from the previous workout, right? So if it's running, which is, again, a lot of pounding, um, pounding on the pavement, um, and then when you put on the boots, you're actually promoting that upward flow of blood and lymph, as you mentioned, Wendy. So uh, Normatec would be a great, or compression boots would be a great complement recovery-wise to the, to the activity of running, right? Or if you had a big leg day in the gym, right? Compression boots would be a great way to facilitate the recovery process for the lower body. So if you give some thought to, okay, well, what kind of stress has my body been experiencing within the last two or three training sessions and how can I best counter, what's the best uh, method to, to counter the amount of stress I've put into the body, then, you know, now we can start to mix and match just like, you know, the, one of the ways I I, um, talk to my clients about recovery is like, is like, just like you have different modalities for working out, right? So maybe I use a suspension trainer, maybe I'm using, or maybe different methodologies. Maybe I'm using today's more balance oriented or today's more power, today's more strength. Well, you want to look at different modalities in your approach of, of um, implementing recovery. So maybe today is a gardening day, right? So um, plenty of sunlight, it's not too hot. Um, I'm communing with nature, I'm earthing, if you will, if I'm taking my shoes off, right? And we did an episode on that as well. So um, so if you now start to realize, okay, well, what stress have I put into my body? And then what is the best match for that, for taking stress out of the body? Then we can start to really look at, okay, well, what should I do today? So again, looking at that weekly, monthly calendar, now we can start to add in, okay, oh, you know what? It's been a while since I gardened. So let's go ahead and garden the day after I do a total body workout. Or I haven't gotten in my Normatec boots. Well, I'm going to go for a run tomorrow. So let me go ahead and get into um, some compression boots immediately thereafter or the day after that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's important to, again, like you mentioned, we've talking kind of mixing and going in different places when we're talking about the active, we're actively doing something. And then we're talking about passive. We just kind of lay there and let something else or sit there and let something else Mm -hmm. kind of do the recovery for us, if you will. Um, You know, it kind of goes both, both ways to what you're saying. Cause I know a lot of times with, even with my clients, the ones that are very big on scheduling and they have to go into the gym, then, you know, if they want to see me five days a week, 
then, you know, I'll say, okay, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're doing this type of workouts. But when you come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're actually going to do active recovery. And now they understand yeah. what that means. They come in, they're, they're going to lay down on the, the table. I'm going to do some stretching for them. So that is more passive. They're laying there. I can have them do some, you know, contract, relax work, which is more active. However, whatever I need to do to get better range of motion, and then I can run the, um, you know, the hypervolt on them. So again, that's passive. I'm doing it for them, or you can do it yourself, which is you're actively doing it yourself. But then I also tell them to grab a foam roller and I want them to foam roll, whether they're doing it, you know, in the gym with me, they're doing it, you know, they can do stuff like that at, at home. That's more active. But then I also implement the corrective exercise strategies that I know they need. Everyone's got a week behind do some glute bridges, do some, you know, weak hips. We know right, that's right. a big thing. Do lateral tube walking, you know, do different exercises that you know that you don't want to do in the gym on your strength days because you want to go in, you want to lift heavy and throw the bars around all the power to you. But just remember those little muscles that protect those, you know, those big muscles to get them to fire appropriately then I think it's important to, to kind of take a step back and say, what got me to this point? Well, moving better, having better range of motion is going to give you a better outcome. So doing, you know, like I said, these little exercises that you don't really like to do, that the reason you don't like to do them is because they're hard and you want, you know, you're not really lifting anything other than your own body weight at times. And that in itself, when you slow things down, you really focus on your form, you focus on range of motion, and you execute it correctly, you're going to feel 10 times better the next day if you're going to go do something where you're lifting heavy. Yeah. And I, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points there, Wendy, because... Why, thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, from the standpoint that, you know... This one time, you said... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, I mean, if, if, you're, if you think about what you just said, and I know that you don't remember what you just said, sure. but <laughs> when if you're working with somebody that often or that frequently, um, if you're if you're a personal trainer listening to to us here on Random Fit talking about making the most of your off days, if if you're one of those hybrid fitness professionals who certified personal trainer, uh, certified to touch or licensed to touch, right, massage therapist, somebody that has licensure or is approved through your county or city to basically put hands on somebody. And that could be a matter of um, doing massage, or that can be about assisted stretching, you know, whatever your, your jurisdiction allows. But you can have one day a personal training session, another day corrective exercise, which again, we can look at more as regeneration. And then you can look at another day as assisted stretching, or if you're familiar with how to use percussion and vibration, as you mentioned, the hypervolt, then you could just have a, a hypervolt session again. Mm -hmm. And, and the examples you're bringing up are a mix of active and passive, because if I have my client a guide to do a guided foam rolling session, just to make sure that they're doing things correctly, their skills are tuned up, they're not, you know, getting falling into any bad habits, but also a way of, of promoting uh, flexibility and range of motion through your assistance where now every, you know, if I'm going to do an assisted hamstring stretch, if it was deemed necessary, then that's a way of passively getting more range of motion versus active range of motion, which is another modality of flexibility. So if, if you have that skill set or, if, or even if you don't, if you know somebody who does have that skill set, it's a great opportunity to refer out. So from a,
So from a, from a perspective of using different modalities or different professionals, if you will, as modalities, that's another great way of, of networking or actually using other businesses within your local community. Because one of the, one of the other methods of, of recovery can be like a yoga session. We haven't brought up yoga. And the thing about yoga is the fact that they tend to be more like rotational type of motions and positions when you look at a lot of the poses. And one of the things that we tend to be weak on or lack in diversity of movement patterns, it's rotation, right? So if you're going to do, let's say, child's pose or downward facing dog and, and getting into different hinge positions, you can get into warrior pose and, and start to get into some um, rotational uh, motions. Plus, if you're standing, there's a lot of balance poses as well. So you're forcing the body to do things that you wouldn't do through traditional gym exercise, gym based exercises yeah. to begin with. But you, you brought up a lot of good points and my my you know, you're feeding into the thought process that just as we challenge the body differently in our workouts, we want to challenge the body differently in our recovery sessions as well. Yes. I mean, yoga is a big one. Pilates is a really is a great one, too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to challenge you that it's going to get you excited to go. It's a win. And, you know, I think really like to your point, think about like, what are you doing in a week? What are you doing for yourself in order to restore flexibility and make sure you're engaging those muscles that tend to be weaker on you just based on life or what you know about yourself? And if you can really, you know, like commit to doing yoga one time a week, that would be great. Or Pilates another time, of, you know, another day a week. And then you're going to the gym three days a week. And then you go for a walk with your family or the dog or, you know, you're outside playing catch with your with your your kids, for yeah. example, you know, playing soccer, little things like that. I mean, I'm not saying when I say play soccer, we're not talking a professional level like you're just out kicking the ball and like having a good time. Right. All of that is movement. Movement is medicine. We've talked about that so much. I'm a huge believer in that. And, you know, I mean, if you just want to sit all day, you're not going to see positive results. You're going to end up sore. Your, your workout is going to suffer the next few days. And um, it's really not beneficial. You get up, work out that soreness somehow, some way. Like my key takeaway is you're going to feel so much better. And if you're a scheduled kind of person, just like I said in the beginning, if you know that from, you know, eight to nine, that is a good time for you to work out. That's when you feel the best. You're going to benefit and you need to have something every single day, then schedule that across the board, Monday through Friday, and then make sure you do something active on the weekends as well. Maybe right. more family oriented or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and that's a big part of it. I mean, I, I had a client, you know, we were trying to figure out, okay, well, what's his schedule? Cause he works, you know, he, he's on the West coast, but he works with East coast clients, but he also has clients in India. So so the question is, okay, well, how can we get him on a regular workout routine if if his schedule is all bogged down and, you know, just, okay, now it's like, where do you put it in there where he's going to get the workout and the recovery? Um, so from that vantage point, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, things that you have to go out of your way, you know, to do because he's got two, two sons who play both play baseball. Well, guess what? Throwing your ball, the ball around is is exercise. It is mental recovery. It, it helps him get his mind off of work, but also the the aspect of throwing and rotating and tossing and fielding a ball. I mean, I just have to say, hey, you're doing more than you realize from a recovery mm -hmm. standpoint, 
right? Yep. Just you moving, reaching, playing, lunging. Those are total body movements. Plus, you know, the laughing and the giggling and the bonding you have with your sons, you know, that's that's going to release endorphins and all of the all the feel good hormones. And of course, you're going to, you know, you get exposure to the light, which is going to help the brain sense, okay, this is daytime. When you shut down, this is nighttime. It's going to help you enhance that rest. So there's a lot of hidden benefits. You just have to, you know, kind of read the research a little bit or, or do some, you know, figure out what works for you. And I think for my takeaway on this episode is everybody responds differently to different things, just like some people like to do, you know, barbell and dumbbell work. And that's the way they love to challenge your body. But you also have to find a preference for how your body responds to recovery. How does your body heal the best and find a modality that is practical, but also effective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, does it fit into your schedule? But also, do you truly feel the benefit and know that, oh, well, thank goodness I played outside yesterday because I feel 100% better today. You know what I mean? Well, and I think I'm also going to throw in there too your personality. Because I'm always on the move. I've always got to be doing something. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like if I sit you? down. I know, right? Who knew? But if I sit down, I don't feel like, you know, I, I feel like what's in my head. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Right. I know that's also how I feel when I do go get a massage. Like I feel kind of guilty. And I know that we've yeah. talked about that as well. So, you know, if someone like myself doing active recovery where I can do that, I think is a huge benefit. My husband, on the other hand, can sit down and watch TV and it's no big deal throwing him in the boots or whatever. Boom. Not a problem. So I think, too, you know, just kind of look at the big picture, look at who you are, your personality, what you like. But just don't forget the importance of recovery and somehow, some way, find what works best for you, fit it in, get it done. And uh, and you're going to see a lot more benefit long term. Yeah. Just try something new. Right. Try something new. Well, this um, is yeah, no, this is this is re it's really good to talk about this because it's it, it doesn't get discussed enough um, in depth or in frequency. So I'm, I'm glad we uh, were able to put this one out there, Wendy. So thank you so much for spending your time. And for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit and making the most of your off days, we hope you enjoyed the the uh, the information we had to share today. But if there's anything you'd like to see from us in the future, please like, follow, subscribe, and more importantly, comment. Let us know how we can deliver information that you want. So until next time, again, thank you, Wendy. Until next time, take care and be well.